Hello, hello, friends. Renee Dallow here with today's lesson, Overcoming Obstacles with Finesse. It's no surprise that the last couple of years have been a bit of a wild ride in the wedding industry. From the absolute boom that was last year to a bit of a bust this year, it is not a shock to any of us that many people in our industry are experiencing both the very highest highs and also some of the lowest lows. So today we're going to talk about how we overcome obstacles, overcome disappointment, and get back into a success mindset. And I'm going to teach you strategy for how to self-coach yourself back into a better mindset. Here is exactly what we're going to cover today. Why this is important, (laughs) why I'm the person to teach it, the four ends, which is a framework I'm teaching you, you can take with you every single day, and then tools and tips on how to move forward. For those of you new to me, I am Renee Dallow. I am a wedding planner in Los Angeles, California. My business, Moxie Bright Events, has been around for 13 years. We do weddings in Southern California and Destination. I'm also a wedding industry educator. I am a podcast host. My show, Talk with Renee Dallow, is now in its third year and over 200 episodes. I'm also an educator. I have many online courses for wedding pros available, and I'm also a public speaker. And most recently, I am a certified life coach earning my CPCC from the Coactive Training Institute. What I want to start off by saying is simply this. There is not a single human person in the world that is immune to disappointment. It might be sexy to think that at some future point when you are more successful, more wealthy, more experienced, you might be able to sidestep disappointment or obstacles. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, friends, but it's just simply not true. Even the most famous among us, say Mindy Weiss, I'm sure Mindy still gets disappointed if a client that she loves doesn't book her. Every time we reach a new level, there are new devils, as the saying goes. So if you're feeling disappointed about anything in your business, friend, first of all, you're not alone. The thing to remember is that one, we're all in this together, and two, being challenged in life is inevitable, but being defeated is optional. And I want you to know that your brain can change because experience builds brain architecture. If there is a constant running loop in your brain of all the things that have gone mm, imperfectly in the past day or week or month or year or life, you can stop that tape and rewind it and come up with a new thought pattern that will encourage you to think about things more positively. Your brain can change. The truth of the matter is, our brain is a little bit of a lizard brain. Our brain is still a little bit programmed to like outrun the lion or sidestep fear and uncertainty, even though the fear and the danger these days is like posting to social media, not like running for your life against a bear. Neuroscience says your brain can change. Choosing your thoughts is like sculpting your reality from the clay of your mind. Now, I want to talk about success mindset because so many successful entrepreneurs talk about the difference between growth mindset and a fixed mindset. 
So a growth mindset means that you thrive on challenge and you don't see failure as a way to describe yourself. You see failure as a springboard for growth and developing new abilities. Your intelligence and your talents are all malleable and susceptible to growth. Dr. Carol Dweck of Stanford University first talked about the power of mindset almost 30 years ago. So Carol and her team became so interested in the attitude of students when it comes to failure. And we can learn a lot as entrepreneurs from this study. After studying the behavior of students and children, the term growth mindset came about. Because simply put, this mindset means that you believe in your ability to become better through hard work and through help from others. Now, a fixed mindset is the basic belief that you cannot change your traits, your personality, your talents, any of your basic abilities. Like, in other words, you were born with abilities and that's it. So a mindset that's fixed assumes that your character, your intelligence, your creativity is unchanging and there's nothing you can do to impact it. So for a fixed mindset, achievement is a belief that just confirms your inclination toward a trait or your intelligence. So it doesn't matter how much work you put in or effort because your mindset is fixed. Well, Carol's study showed that students who held a growth mindset were three times more likely to score in the top 20% on their test, while students with a fixed mindset were four times more likely to score in the bottom 20. So what does that mean for us as entrepreneurs? You might be sitting here thinking it is a lot of woo-woo nonsense but a growth mindset can change everything. One of the key cornerstones of growth mindset is to replace the word failing with learning. There's this great quote, I believe it's by Marie Forleo, where she says, I never lose, I either win or I learn. And I think about this quote pretty much daily because every time we risk anything in our business and our life, We're risking the chance that it might not work out. But even when things don't work out, I always learn. And when you come to recognize that failing is just a new way of learning, you really stop being so afraid of it. So by embracing failure as an opportunity to continue learning and growing, you will be well on your way to understanding what a growth mindset is really about. The other thing that folks with growth mindsets do is that they first listen to that mindset voice inside of you. So when I asked, is there a loop of inner monologue that plays that's really negative? First, you have to listen to that voice and recognize that you even have the voice. Do you have a voice of the inner critic inside you that says things like, what if you fail? Or or the old chestnut, if you don't try, nobody will see you fail. It's important to listen to your internal mindset voice So you can truly discover what type of mindset you have, because that's the first step. You understand the mindset voice inside you is telling you not to try, to protect you from failure. So now the choice is up to you. Will you listen to that voice? I asked around in a group of wedding pros on the Facebook. And I asked, what are we currently upset about? I was opening myself up for this, but these were the three most common answers. A negative client review, not booking a job, 
or conflict with fellow vendors and colleagues. Listen, friends, all of these are super valid things to be uncomfortable about. Nobody wants a negative client review, especially if you meet a client that is amazing and you think perfect for you. It is a bummer if you don't book that job. 100%. And then also conflict with fellow vendors and colleagues. Oof, that makes for a very messy wedding day. But here's what I want to say about this. These obstacles present themselves as opportunities for growth. There is a saying, wherever your fear is, that's where your growth lies. I also want to talk about this little pattern here. When we have a thought, right? Like, I wish I booked that client. Can't believe I didn't book that client. The thoughts lead to feelings. And that feeling might be, oh, I'm so depressed. And then that depression might lead to an action of ordering a whole pizza, eating it on the couch while binge watching a show and drinking a bottle of wine. I mean, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying. We have thoughts that bring up feelings and our feelings determine our actions. So when you change your thoughts, you can change your life. Now I'm going to tell you my bad review story. (laughs) And to be honest, friends, as I was putting together the slide deck, I looked for a photo of this couple and I I couldn't do it. I could not put their faces on here because I don't want to see them ever again. <laughs> um, I, in the 13 years I've been in business, uh, we have one negative review. And if you look on the internet, you can probably find it. The origin of this bad review was basically my working relationship with this one couple. Now, I want to start by saying the day that I took this consult call with only the bride, and to be fair, I typically only meet with both members of the couple. But this day was not a usual day. This day was the morning after uh, a death in my family, a pretty shocking death in my family. Uh, My cousin, who was more like a brother to me, had passed away in the middle of the night from a drug overdose. Uh, We did not know that he was doing drugs. So everything about the 24 hours that preceded this Uh, consult call was pretty horrific, quite honestly. But I was determined to um, not let this tremendous obstacle um, impact my business. And so I didn't cancel the call. I went to the call, this Zoom call, or back then it was a Skype call. And I went through the motions. And I remember thinking during this call, there's no way they're going to book me. I'm barely even present, right? But they booked. They booked. And because I was really in the throes of grief, there are a bunch of things in my process that I didn't do for them. And to be honest with you, looking back, I don't remember not doing them because, again, grief. One of the things I didn't do was um, onboard them effectively. I have a pretty intense onboarding uh, system. Uh, well, I shouldn't say intense, but there's it's multi-stepped, right? And I don't think I did any of it. I don't even think I sent them the like, welcome to Moxie Bright Events email. Friends, I was truly out of it. But because I started off on the wrong foot with them, and of course, I didn't tell them anything that was going on in my personal life, I felt like I could never recover with them. There were a few missteps throughout the process. There was a caterer who uh, confirmed our tasting, and then when we showed up, didn't have any seats for us. Not my fault, but still appears to be my fault. Um, There was a rental company that didn't have the right 
plates that they wanted or said they were in stock and didn't. In the grand scheme of wedding planning, these were relatively minor, but over the course of the months we worked together, compounded. These This client didn't trust me. I didn't like them. They didn't like me. In truth, I should have let them go, but I didn't. Their wedding day had some logistical challenges based on their location. Uh, there were some challenges still with this subpar rental company. And what ended up occurring was that the bride wrote a bad review. I believe it was a, I believe it's a two or three star review, which every other review we have is five stars. The day that this review posted on the internet, I remember where I was sitting on my couch. It was November. It was months after their wedding. And it was a fairly lengthy review, sort of outlining the things that she thought went wrong. It starts with, my wedding day was beautiful, but. And I read this review and uh, my body started to physically shake because I thought, well, this is it. This is the end of my career. I was about five years into my business. And I thought, oh, well, this is it. And I spiraled into a, oh my God, we're going to lose our house and have to live in our car. You know, it went from reading the review to like full catastrophizing, like full pint of Ben and Jerry's eaten in that next 30 minutes. And I tell you this story to tell you that no one is immune (laughs) from these things, but also this review did not ruin my career. Was it upsetting? Yes. Was it disappointing? 100%. Did I feel like it was going to be a huge obstacle moving forward? Yes. But now I have the benefit of 2020 hindsight. And it did not ruin anything. Have I had to talk about it a handful of times in the years since? Sure. Have I explained it to probably two clients? Sure. I also wrote a rebuttal to it, though, that made me feel a lot better. I share with you this story because I want to use this story to tell you about this framework called the four ends. It is a belief process that will help you get rid of any outdated thinking really related to anything in your life holding you back. In this case, we're going to use the bad review, but you can use this framework for anything. So first, we're just going to notice our thinking. So when that review came in, like I said, these, I mean, it was like, oh my God, this is the end of my career. There goes my wedding wire award. Oh shit, no more perfect rating on the knot. Like I really spiraled down. In this first of the four ends, you're just going to notice the thought or belief you have that feels bad or that thought that is not going to help you achieve your goals. And then you're going to try to normalize it, right? Why is it normal? Well, in this case, it's normal for me to think these thoughts because I've never had a bad review before, right? The truth is, no thought is bad and no belief is true. There are old shitty thoughts and beliefs that feel true and bad, but the good news is they're just normal. Every human has them and they don't mean anything until you decide they do or you decide they don't. The truth is most of our thoughts were handed to us by what we've been taught to be conditioned to believe by our peers and our parents, even social media. So remind yourself that any thought you have is normal and you do not need to freak out about it. The third step here is to neutralize. Now this is inarguably the hardest part because what I'm asking you to do is take all of the drama out of the thought. So whereas I started 
saying, oh my God, this review was going to be the end of my career. If you strip down all the thoughts down to facts with no feelings and you drop adverbs, adjectives, anything that attaches your opinion to it and anything that feels like sexy and good and that you want to repeat it, you know what it boils down to? My former client wrote some words on the internet. This allows you to see your thinking in plain language in a real factual way and it also opens the door in your mind to a new perspective. The final thing I want you to do here is think about the next best thought or action. What can I learn from this experience? What can I do to move forward positively? Now, sometimes the best thing you can do is think. And I will say in the case of this bad review, I did not act immediately. I thought about it and I used some tools that I'm going to talk about in slides to come. But the time to open the door to a slightly different possibility so you can do something new is now at this next best thought and action stage. And here's the thing. You don't need like a big, shiny, new, perfect thought. You really don't. You just need something a little bit better than the neutralized version of it. Then you can come up with something you can do to reinforce the new thinking because you're going, you're shifting your beliefs. So to review, you're going to notice we all have inner critics, right? We all have this voice in our head that tries to keep us safe and small. It is really hard to outthink your inner critic. And by that, I mean, it's hard to say inner critic, go away and never come back. They're always going to be there. So you have to notice when you're hearing that inner critic voice and say, oh, mine is called Leslie. I say, oh, hey, Leslie, I don't need you here right now. Then you're going to normalize that thought. Why is it normal for you to have these thoughts? Have you never experienced this position before? Or have you been in this position before and it's had a negative outcome? Why is it normal? Then you're going to neutralize. You're going to take that thought and remove the drama. What are the facts, not feelings? I'm going to warn you now, this neutralization is going to feel incredibly boring. It's not the thing you're going to tell your girlfriend over a glass of wine when you talk about, oh my God, this horrible client. It's simple facts. The simple fact of that bad review is that they didn't like me, period. The simple fact was I didn't like them, period. It's very boring. And then the next best thing. Now, I know in the previous slide, I said I did not take action immediately. And I didn't because I didn't want to be reacting in a purely emotional way. But I do think that most clarity comes from action, not just thought. So in the case of this bad review, I spent a lot of time journaling on what actually happened that day. I wrote about what happened from my planner's perspective with emotion. And then I wrote the facts of what happened that day. And then I wrote what we can learn from it and what I will never do again, which is work when I'm in a period of grieving and shock. But also, if I'm ever in that position again, I would probably let go of that client so they could find a better fit for themselves. Now, after you've done these four ends, notice, normalize, neutralize, and find the next best thing, you're going to be focused on how to move forward. One of the things I know as an entrepreneur who's been in this space for over a decade is that self-care and your self-development is truly your greatest work. 
if this feels uncomfortable to hear, that is something to notice. That is definitely something to say, right, I haven't been taking care of myself. Yes, right, I have not been self-developing. It's okay to have to say, I'm not great at that. But once you admit that maybe you're not so great at it, or if you're not as consistent as you'd like to be, this is your wake-up call to spend more time taking care of your inner self and your outer self and more time self-developing. Because I believe the greatest work of entrepreneurship is knowing yourself deeply. Just going to talk about some tools. Number one, journal. Journaling is the easiest and cheapest tool that you're not using for your own growth and well-being. Seriously, journal. I know you all have endless amounts of notebooks that were given to you for free at some conference. I know you have coffee cups full of pens on your desk. Just take out a journal, grab a pen, and just write for like five minutes. I turn on my Spotify playlist. I have a Spotify playlist just for journaling. In fact, I can I can link to it below here so you can use it as well. And I just write for like one or two songs. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm just trying to release the garbage from my brain onto a piece of paper. Journaling is the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I encourage you all to at least try it once this week. Also, meditation. Now look, I am a New Yorker through and through. It has only been the last several years I've lived in LA. I am a skeptical meditator, but I'm telling you that it works. Even if it's just five minutes, grab the Calm app. I do it on my Peloton app. I literally just do five minutes in the morning after I journal to clear my brain. It is a game changer. Also, move your body. It doesn't matter what you do. Go for a walk. Get on the Peloton. Dance around your your office. If you're experiencing disappointment, obstacles, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling just bummed, move your body. Your brain needs it. And also, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, drink a, like a gallon of water. Most of us are dehydrated little sponges out here in the world trying to do big things. Now I know this list probably has you giggling a little bit because you're like, seriously, Renee, these are the tools. Yes. I hate to break it to you, but these things actually work. (laughs) Journal, meditate, move your body, drink a gallon of water, or maybe not a whole gallon, but drink way more water than you're drinking. A lot of times when we're sitting around stewing over opportunities we missed or a fight we had with our vendor partner or that Wedding Wire award we didn't get this year, when we're stewing over these things, We need to move the energy in and around us into a more positive place. These very simple, almost free tools you have at your disposal every single day. You always have your own back. You can always have your own back. Don't break your own heart by replaying a mental tape of negativity day after day after day. Press pause on that tape. And frankly, take the tape out of the tape player, chuck it out the window. I do have a little something extra for you. Uh, one of the things I have in my education business is a monthly lifestyle membership for wedding pros and creatives. It is all about building better habits. It is about better self-care. It is about just being better to yourself. In the month of October, we're talking about better leadership. November, better confidence. December, better rest. 
Every month we have one educational class, we have a book club, we have a guided meditation, we have daily journaling prompts, and we have a group coaching session with either myself or another certified life coach in the space who comes in to be our guest. This membership is a absolute steal at $29 a month, but you can get one month free with the code word celebration. Uh, and I will, and it's at reneedallow.com forward slash better. I will also link to that underneath the video so you can take advantage of that. And more than that, I want you to keep in touch. Every single Thursday, I have a new podcast episode, a talk with Renee Dallow, literally everywhere you listen to podcasts. The podcast is a combination of interviews with wedding pros and also influential pros outside of the wedding space who have much to teach us about life, business, wellness, and the future of our businesses. We also have a whole suite of online courses for wedding pros at reneedallow.com. I offer business and life coaching one-on-one, and I would love to connect with you on either Instagram or TikTok. Instagram is at Renee Dallow, and TikTok is at the Renee Dallow. Friends, if you use any of these tools, journaling, meditation, dancing around your office, tag me on Instagram when you do so, so I can help cheer you on. Thanks for joining me today to learn all about how to overcome obstacles. I hope this brief and impactful lesson helped you out today and in the future. Bye-bye for now, friends.